I sat down and I brainstormed five things that I feel contribute directly to my own business success. But also, of course, this applies to all of our successful clients and everybody that I witness as a successful entrepreneur. And so it's not just related to marketing, but it's definitely related to business growth and success. You are listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast, episode number 585. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are having a fabulous week. We are in holiday season. I posted this on my social media the other day around this thought I was having late at night, um, how as a kid... I don't know if you guys felt this way, but the holiday season felt so long. Like the anticipation between, you know, right after Thanksgiving to Christmas felt like months to me as a kid because you were so excited for the holidays and it just felt like it couldn't come fast enough. As an adult and especially as a parent, it is like snap of my fingers. It flies by so fast because we have to do regular life responsibilities, work, take care of the kids, all the things, and fit in buying presents. And for me, it's like creating activities and memories and, you know, ice skating or baking holiday cookies or going to see Santa, which I want to do all those things. But it just makes the time go by so fast. So a question I was sitting with and asking myself the other night was, how can I slow this season down this year just a little bit more, even if that means I'm doing less? Or maybe it means I'm going to work less because I need to make space for slowing down and also being able to do the things I want to do to create the memories with my kids. Whatever it is about the holiday season, it heightens the feeling around my kids are growing up so fast. (laughs) And especially this week, I have been really feeling it because I realized my youngest is going to be four in February and we are not having more kids. And I realized I've had a toddler for 10 years. (laughs) Like my oldest is going to be nine. So not 10 years, but he's going to be nine. And so since he was born, I've had a toddler because of my kids' ages. And I'm not going to have a toddler anymore. And I love them at that age. Like they're also so challenging sometimes, but I just love it. And so I've just been feeling it and feeling like, oh my gosh, it's just going so fast. So my intention this season more than ever, it's my intention every season, but more than ever is to try to slow down. And obviously you can't literally slow down time, but time is also an illusion. And just be in the moment more and not be so caught up as a mom in creating the moments and buying the presents and planning the things and doing the cookies and all the doing that I miss the being in the actual moment itself. So that's my intention. I've also so enjoyed chatting with you guys in the DMs around the mastermind that I am launching and filling eight spots between now and the end of the year. Um, And once they're full, they're full. So if you are called to chat with me about this mastermind, you are going to DM me the word elevate on Instagram and I'm going to send you an application. I'm personally vetting everybody joining the mastermind. And if you didn't listen to the last episode, um, this is a six-month container. 
for women only. And I'm only bringing eight women in. Included are two one-on-one calls with me. We will do about three to four group calls a month. There will be a group WhatsApp chat and also an in-person event and an in-person retreat in Austin. Um, and all you have to do is get yourself to Austin. So that will be happening in like May-ish. The mastermind runs from January through June. And I'm I'm very excited. The outcome of this experience and this container is a complete reset and optimization and up level in your entire business and life. We're not only going to address your business and your business growth and your offers and your marketing, because obviously I can do that all day long. We're also going to address you and the root of everything because it all starts with you. So your leadership, your relationships, your habits, your rituals, your health, all of those things. And I actually have like a roadmap. So there's going to be a little bit of content that I take people through with obviously lots of coaching in that. And it's truly going to be life altering for for the eight women who choose to say yes to this. So if that feels in your body amazing to you, send me a DM and let's chat about it. All right, let's dive into today's content. I sat down and I brainstormed five things that I feel contribute directly to my own business success. But also, of course, this applies to all of our successful clients and everybody that I witness as a successful entrepreneur. And so it's not just related to marketing, but it's definitely related to business growth and success. And marketing is in there as well. The first one that is intentionally number one, because I think it is the most important, is listening to your own gut and intuition. And I know that this sounds woo, and whether you are woo or not, this is so important because the way that this shows up for people that I see happen all the time, I just witnessed this with a client, is somebody will have an idea or that tug or that pull of like, I need to do this, or I need to change this, or I want to launch this, or this is what I know is the right thing for my business. And then they'll go out and in one way or another, they'll have noise come at them. Podcasts, books, a mentor, a coach, a course, a mastermind, and it will make them doubt their own gut, their own intuition and change what they were going to do or not take action. And I just witnessed this with a client who had an awesome idea, not even related directly to her marketing, was like about to go and execute it and then went and listened to like four podcast episodes on the topic and completely doubted herself and didn't do anything. And I was like, wait, but what if you just didn't do that and then you went and did the thing and it was successful, but you didn't need to listen to everybody else? Because here is the reality. Advice and coaching is amazing if it is intentional. So if you are going and strategically listening to a couple of people who you respect and not just their business, but you respect them as a person and you look up to them and the life they've created and the way they live and and what they embody and their business. That's fine. 
if you receive coaching, that's also fine. But what you have to, and, and in many cases helpful, right? Because what that does is provides us with a different perspective. We're able to learn from people who have accomplished something that we haven't been able to master yet. I have hired many, many experts. I am actively in a mastermind. I am working with a coach. I have a one-on-one breathwork and somatic therapy coach who comes over. Like I hire a lot of support and invest in myself a lot, but I never take advice from someone who is either telling me to go against what I feel in my gut and what I know to be true and making me doubt myself or somebody who... I know for them, the advice is true, but for me, it's very different. So the way that this can show up is, first of all, do I want to say this? Men giving advice to women in business, not because I'm a feminist at all, but because it's different. A female-led entrepreneur has to lead differently because of the way we are wired. We also, like being a mom is just a different level of nurturing and availability that you have to have for your kids that is it's just not the same dynamic that dads have because it's in our DNA. So I have found in my career that taking advice from men, it's not bad advice, but I have to filter it through what is right for me because it's different. How somebody has grown their business. I might get advice from someone who sells only digital products. Well, I have a service and I have a team of 20 employees. So I have to take that advice and filter it through what I know to be true. Somebody's business size, the, a team. If an entrepreneur I'm seeking advice from gives me advice but has never had a team to my size or close to the size, it's just advice that they can't give, right? I currently have a mentor who has only two employees. I knew when I hired this mentor that it wasn't around team growth and leadership. I was hiring her to help me be a better leader in the way that I wanted to show up and embrace that feminine leadership that I've stepped into. So I had the intention of what I was hiring for, but I don't mix it. I don't ask her for advice around building my team and process and systems around that because I just know that that advice. I need to listen to myself or I need to seek it somewhere else. But no matter what, bottom line, what has grown my business the most is always listening to my own gut and my own intuition. And if there are moments where I'm not sure, like something just feels off or I'm getting this like constant kind of pull, you know that feeling where it's like you're being pushed up against a wall like you got to make a decision today. You got to give me an answer. You got to give me a response. But you're just feeling off about it. I never respond in that way anymore. I always pause and I sit on it. And sometimes the answer and the solution and the clarity comes to me in a day. Sometimes it's a week, but it always comes. And any time in my business that I've made the wrong move, there's no right and wrong, but a move that didn't serve my growth and where I wanted to go or cost me money or took me down a path I didn't want to go on. It was always, always, always because I steered away from listening to myself and I let the noise outside cloud my judgment and cloud my clarity. 
So it's this balance between and finding harmony between the spectrum of, yes, you want to seek mentors and you want to seek experts who have accomplished what you haven't and are embodying who you are not yet, but who you are inspired to become. But you don't want to let that override your own intuition and your own judgment. Because I can guarantee you that your intuition and your gut and your judgment internally is what got you initial success as an entrepreneur, especially a solopreneur. Everybody's business starts out with an internal desire, inspiration, whatever it is, motivation that pushes you to take actions. Like when I go back and think about the beginning of my business, nobody was telling me what to do. Nobody was guiding me. Nobody was planning my business for me and laying out what I should sell and what steps I should take next. I was one step after the other following what I thought to be right, allowing myself to make mistakes, to adjust, to learn. And that's what created my success, not from somebody else. And then as I built that up, I was able to listen to other mentors and and get support when it came to building my team, my leadership, whatever it was I wanted to work on. But I will not allow whether it's a book I read, a podcast I listen to, or a mentor I'm getting support from, overpower my own intuition. So that's number one. Number two is taking consistent, intentional time to connect with my audience and potential customers. For me, what this looks like is actually putting myself in situations where I am being asked questions and can have conversations with these potential customers. For me, my human design and how I learn the best is through responding, if you're familiar with human design, and it's also through experience. Like I have to actually do the thing, have the experience, and then I learn. So when I do a Q&A, Or when I'm talking with people in DMs and I'm able to have a conversation or like the other night when I went to dinner, what that does for me is it inspires content and it inspires these sparks of thoughts that lead me down to adjusting our offer or launching something or a a new idea. So I know that I have to intentionally put myself into situations where I'm connecting with my audience and my ideal customers. What this looks like is my live trainings. Q&As. I stay on until the end every single time answering all the questions. You guys love it, but also it's partly for me. That gives me inspiration and it gives me a connection to you and what you're going through and what you're feeling so I can align everything we're doing in our business and marketing for you because that's what it's for. I create this in my DMs on Instagram. I am, I don't care how busy quote I get or big my account grows, I will always respond to DMs myself. Not everyone myself, but I love interacting with you guys because I want to maintain that connection. And I believe that these intentional actions have helped me with all of the pivoting and adjusting and optimizing that we've done in our business over the last several years and will continue to do because as you guys shift, we are able to shift. Because we're very in tune with what you are experiencing and what you need. The third thing is setting up systems to regularly get feedback from your customers 
and then take that feedback and improve your offers or let it guide you in launching a new one like we did. So we have systems set up to survey all clients, no matter what offer you come in through onboarding to get feedback on their onboarding, regular monthly feedback. And I think we do regular monthly surveys, onboarding surveys, and then we're constantly looking like if someone's like, oh, I don't want to continue. Okay, why? And we we analyze it. We say, is this preventable or not? What could we have done different? We have literally a spreadsheet that does this. And then we take all of that information, your guys' feedback as a customer or reasons why you chose to not stay as a client, and that drives our company projects when we go into planning. So often do I see entrepreneurs guessing at what they need to change when the answers are right in front of them if they just asked. I always want our offer to be the best it possibly can be, and you guys are going to tell me what that is. Now, here's a caveat to this. I don't always listen to every single thing because there obviously are nuances where somebody says something and it's not going to be for the majority. So again, trusting your gut, trusting your intuition comes into play here because if you also asked every one of your customers what they would want or what they need in addition to what they already you know, bought, it may be right for them, but they're like a 1% in that situation. So I'm always gathering feedback. I'm also always taking that feedback and improving. We are never not improving in our company. Strive to be better than yesterday, core, core company value. But our improvements are guided by our customers. So for example, when we launched Evolve, which is in between our done with you essential and our highest level done for you elite, and it combines done for you ads management with funnel coaching and support, That is from observing and understanding that essential members want their ads done for them. That's the next step for them. They want to pass that off. They don't want to be doing it themselves. Like they don't want to spend the time on it. So when they can invest a little bit more, that's what they want. But jumping all the way up to elite was too big for them. So my customer's feedback and my time connecting with my audience and potential customers is 100% what drives us creating new offers, making offer adjustments and pivots. And then of course, my own gut, my own intuition is in there as well. The fourth thing that is working very well to grow my own business is live launches and regular promotions. Almost every month we do something. Now, should I, now I wouldn't say for every business that that's the right move. You have to understand I spend probably about eight to $10,000 a month myself on Facebook ads, which means I'm growing my email list every single day because I walk the talk of what I tell you guys what to do, which means I have new leads to constantly invite to those live launches and to those promotions. And I also have an in-house full-time marketing team that is able to execute these live launches. So clients who are in our highest level elite package and have the ad spend, you could live launch every month if you wanted because we you have the team. You have the team building your funnels. You have the team running your ads, doing all your copy and creative. Like there's not a lot on you as a CEO besides helping with the visionary aspect of it and the ideas of the launch. But if you're an essential and your ad spend is like $500 a month, I would not say that you should live launch every month because you don't have new leads to invite into those live launches. About once a quarter is the minimum, up to once a month as the maximum. Regardless of that, 
Live launches and regular promotions allow me to capitalize on new leads, bring in existing leads who have been warm for a while and convert them into sales. Every single one is a cash infusion for our business and it's a strategy we've executed all year that's highly, highly successful. And the important piece is that we change the wrapping paper. So we're not doing the same live launch every single month. We're shifting, we're changing, we're doing different things, live workshop series, webinar. We've obviously tested a lot of things. Depending on what offer we want to actually sell, we adjust and change what we're doing. But live launches create buzz, it creates connection, and it will create cash infusion for your company if you do it right. Okay, the fifth thing that I'm doing that is working incredible for my business growth is making sure that as the CEO, I have white space. I did not understand the impact of this until recently. Because as a CEO, as your company grows, but even in the beginning stages, there is constantly going to be a demand for your time and your energy. Whether that's like for me, what it looks like is team members needing me to approve something, answer a question, weigh in on something, support with a problem, brainstorming, leadership, coaching, right? If I pack my day filled with calls and to-dos, I don't have any white space to actually think. And what I have found is in the moments that I've given myself white space, so I have an hour every day that is blocked off for nothing, and then I have an hour and a half at the end of the day that's for like catching up, replying to things, looking at my to-dos, and wrapping up the day. So that's two and a half hours a day. I'm not sitting there doing nothing in all of those hours. Some of the hours I am sometimes, or I'm dancing or something. That's my morning block. Um, But What it allows is I find that when I sit in white space, stuff starts coming to me. I'll be like, oh, I got to ask this team member about this or, oh, what about this? We should check in on this. And it's really important things. But if I don't have that white space, I am way over max capacity and also missing out on really important ideas and thoughts and really like intuition guidance Because there are times that I will have a random thought that's like so important that I need to check on or an idea that was incredible and it can only come if I have white space. So for me personally, what this looks like is I have an hour at the beginning of my day before I even touch my email, touch messages or or have a meeting. And then I have an hour and a half at the end of the day That is for, again, I said catching up Slack, catching up email, responding to people. I'll usually have notes if I have a call day of like a bunch of things that came up on the calls, kind of going through those, sorting them, putting them in to-dos or a message. And then I have two days a week that I have no calls. It's full white space days. Today is one of them. I'm able to get done content. I'm able to actually get things done, but I also leave space for nothing so I can sit and think. And so much comes during that. I think that a high-level CEO allows for this space because our brains are not meant to have the level of stimulation that they have. They cannot function at the highest level with the constant noise and stimulation that is in our world. So you have to fight against that. And if you want to be a more successful business owner and a higher-level leader, and have incredible ideas and guidance and feel 
so connected and aligned to your business and also like a regulated nervous system, white space is key. I used to pack my days filled with calls and I was so burnt out at the end of every day. Like I couldn't be present with my kids because my mind was somewhere else because I didn't allow it the time to regulate. So that's my fifth thing. I hope you guys enjoyed these and I am loving chatting with all of you interested in the mastermind. If you go to my Instagram and DM me, Elevate, I will send you the link to our application and we can chat. And if you were listening to this and you're like, oh, I need help with my marketing, I would like to hire Team Hirsch. Do not wait until January. If you want to have a killer January and February, you need to jump on it right now. Right now is strategy development, messaging development, starting to generate leads, and then going into a powerful Q1. So you can go to helpmystrategy.com. We have a simple application there. It tells you all three of our options of how we support businesses. We can meet you exactly where you are at. You can chat with our team and get that support. I will talk to you guys all on Thursday. Thanks for listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast. If you love this episode and want deeper support with your marketing, head over to helpmystrategy.com to see how Hirsch Marketing can help take your marketing to the next level no matter where you're at today. We help our clients scale faster than ever, find hidden leaks in their funnel, experiment with new creative marketing strategies, and help their business explode and be more profitable than they ever dreamed possible. Head over to helpmystrategy.com and see if you qualify for a free strategy audit with Team Hirsch.